The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. Wow, what a busy, busy day in politics. The writ dropped today. You're going to uh, provincial polls on April 16th. The federal liberals just now in the House um, uh, presenting their budget, but the details were released about an hour ago. We'll have lots more coverage coming up uh, this afternoon. Right now, that, right now, though, we're joined by Janet Riopel, the president and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce. Janet, thanks for joining us. Oh, thanks for having me, Jaylen. Well, first off, any comment? Uh, have you been watching or, or reading any of the details about the federal budget? Or any? Uh, can you comment anything on what you've heard there today? Oh, well, you know, I, I, I think the federal finance minister is still in the middle of his speech. Well, um, he's just starting it, but they did release the details about an hour ago. It's, it's, yeah. it's been a day like no other today, Janet. <laughs> I'll say it is, it is uh, full of new information for us. <laughs> okay. <laughs> We're still, we are analyzing those details okay. that have been provided. Uh, we've got people listening as he uh, presents. And, of course, he's coming to speak at a luncheon here at the Edmonton Chamber on the 27th. So oh, we right. will have lots to say about the federal budget on the 27th of march right yeah okay super well that'll be interesting okay janet i know one of the things that caught my attention today as uh as uh the ndp leader uh, rachel notley said that we we're going to the polls april 16th the edmonton chamber of commerce released uh, decision 2019 keep alberta competitive um asking people to uh, keep you know, the priorities outlined in this document, top of mind when talking to candidates as you head to the polls. Um, you, I guess, you know, first off, why? Um, why? Well, I'll tell you, we have heard uh, over the last year in particular, but certainly over the course of this last five years, that we are becoming less and less competitive in Alberta, mm. that we're becoming less attractive to that outside investment for businesses to come in and locate and operate in Alberta and, of course, then in Edmonton. And we are really trying to make sure that we keep uh, the Edmonton business community in particular, but the Alberta business needs mm. top of mind in what we need to, to succeed over the next four years. You know, we're, we're, businesses in Edmonton have told us that they want to know what the party's plans are, each mm-hmm. party's plans, to control the costs which are ever rising, to, to reduce this deficit, which is, is creating an unmanageable legacy for future generations, and to open up new markets mm-hmm. for, for people and products and services that um, we can provide these things. We have to have the markets that want those things. Janice, it says uh, on the front page that the Edmonton Chamber is a nonpartisan organization. We do not endorse any political party or any candidate seeking elected office, but when you go through these points that you're asking people to remember, certainly sounds that... Um, the things that you want uh, people to remember or the things that um, you're bringing up are NDP policy, things that have been implemented by the NDP government. Well, I'll I'll tell you, the NDP government did not implement the economy that we have here in Alberta, and a lot of these things are a result of the economy. But there are many things that we have had issue with that have come as a result of of our current government, so we speak to those Mm -hmm. things. But all orders of government have been 
burdening business with new and higher and ever escalating costs ever since the economic downturn began, which was 2014, so five years yeah. ago. And so this isn't just our province, um, and it's municipal, provincial, and federal burden that's been coming down on us, Jaylen. Janet, uh, again, thank you for joining us this afternoon. It's Janet Riopel, the President and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, uh, looking at uh, priority number one, talking about uh, the province must enhance the competitiveness of the Alberta businesses by addressing the ever-increasing taxes, fees, regulatory costs layered on to businesses from all orders of government. You just touched on that, talking about red tape. Certainly talks about the minimum wage. Um, you know, I, I, I talked to some um, small businesses and uh, some s- small restaurants who are doing very well. Uh, the minimum wage hasn't been a problem. They've, they've incorporated it into their business plans. Certainly we're hearing different uh, from other businesses. And, and I'm guessing that's, that's where you're waving the red flag, saying, you know what, this has been really tough on a lot of folks. Yeah, there's all kinds of things. Corporate taxes have risen, the minimum wage that you referenced, carbon tax, which has increased not only how to heat and run our cars, heat our homes, our businesses, but also the cost of buying supplies and transporting them. Then there's all the new labor legislation, Mm -hmm. and it's put loads of additional costs. You know, new new stat holiday pay regulations and and new regulations on on, um, how you look at WCB and things like that. The the point is, Jaylen, businesses just don't have this luxury of raising prices in this economic downturn, and their customers have also been victims to the rising costs, and nobody can afford to pay more anymore. So the only option left is for for businesses to cut back hours or let people go or eliminate employee perks and benefits, things that truly hit the bottom line of individual people. You know, Janet, there's a lot of folks out there that would say, okay, but what about those employees who deserve to to make a wage that is somewhat livable, who deserve to get, uh, you know, paid if they're working on a stat holiday? And and we don't dispute um, that that they deserve to be paid a, a minimum a regular wage and that they deserve to have a living wage that's not what we're disputing but we are saying that when you're putting all of these mm. these uh, costs on the backs of business they're making choices that then cause unintended consequences that actually put a bigger burden on individuals so we've we've talked about considering alternatives to that one-size-fits-all minimum wage you know looking at compensation models that'll account for non-wage benefits so that employees can put more or employers story, can put more into health insurance or into RSP matching programs, things like that. Uh, Janet, um, we were talking about balanced budgets. Boy, oh boy, is that a, to- is that a topic today, let me tell you. Uh, on the provincial level, on the federal level, you want a government of Alberta to chart a path, like so many others do in this province, uh, to a balanced budget and outline how it will get there and then get to it. Yeah, yeah. yeah, to get to it. <laughs> you know, we, we really want the government to keep operational spending flat until this ba- budget is balanced. And we've made some recommendations and will continue to provide some recommendations as we do our research on how they can do that. Um, but we talked about, you know, doing a full, really transparent review of all the programs and, mm-hmm. and services to eliminate underused or ineffective services. And that is being done at the City of Edmonton, and it could certainly be done at the province of Alberta. Um, we talked about looking at, you know, maintaining critical infrastructure investments through public and private partnerships. So bring the 
public sector in to help find those solutions in order to ensure that our infrastructure investments don't start to deteriorate and drop. We, we really feel that we need politicians to focus on what they can control. Uh, and it, they have a spending problem. Yeah, Janet Riopel joining me this afternoon, President and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, putting out um, kind of a wish list of uh, the priorities that the Chamber would like to see and want people to remember as they're talking to um, candidates and as you head to the polls. And we've heard a lot about this, Janet, of course, diversification, diversification, diversification. Um, you, uh, the, the Chamber, wanting a strategy to diversify because we know that we just can't ride this boomer bus cycle anymore. Well, that's right. And we need to understand what diversification is because mm-hmm. in, uh, in my work lifetime, we have spoken that word many, oh. many, many times. And it's become more of a buzzword than it has been an action word. So what does this mean? We need to really fully flesh that out. And in a, in a world now of artificial intelligence and machine learning, there's lots of ways to diversify. You might, we, we can make a really strong argument for the cannabis industry mm-hmm. causing us to be diversifying mm-hmm. in different ways. But we need to open up new markets. We need to be more innovative and we need to really start to drive new industries so that we can reduce this dependency, which throughout my lifetime has been here on the energy sector. However, the energy sector, that said, is very important to us. And there are ways to diversify within that sector as well that will really reap awards for this province. It's not about the energy sector versus any, you know, versus uh, the environment or versus sustainability. It's about the energy sector and the environment and sustainability. So, Janet, over the coming uh, few weeks as we head to the polls on April 16th, is the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce going to be having a checklist out there saying who's putting this out and uh, are, will you be doing any updates? Would, and I guess you, you say nonpartisan, but um, will you be keeping track of uh, what the parties are bringing to the table? Do you know what we're going to do? What? We uh, just sat yesterday and we developed a set of questions. Awesome. Uh, those questions touch on the various areas that our members in the general business community have told us are really important to them. And we're going to put out those questions to every party. We're going to then bring back their responses and we're going to publish all that information. Because really what this is about is ensuring that that our, our businesses and everybody shares information with their colleagues and their friends and their local candidates and their employees and their employers and really make sure that the candidates that they stand for know what our individual priorities and our collective priorities are for this election, what we really need to succeed. Knowledge is power, Janet. Agree with I you? Agree. Yeah, and I look forward to uh, reading that. So I look forward to that coming across my computer in the weeks ahead. Thank you so much for joining us today. Oh, thank you. I really appreciate the opportunity. All the best now. That's Janet Rio Pal. She is the president and CEO of the Edmonton Chamber of Commerce, who today put out um, uh, some paperwork. It's called Decision 2019 Keep Alberta Competitive, um, asking you to keep uh, the priorities that we talked about uh, top of mind when you're talking to the candidates as you head to the polls, talking about, um, you know, cutting red tape, looking at uh, a clear and balanced uh, budget and a path to get there, and uh, a strategy to diversify the economy. All right, it's been one heck of a day. We'll take a break here. I can tell you the federal finance minister has risen in the House. He's uh, trying to get things going when it comes to tabling the federal budget or start speaking about it at least in the House during that time. 
uh, the sheer conservatives, the Conservative Party, chanting at him in the background, drowning him out. Let her speak. Let her speak. Let her speak. This all has to do with Jody Wilson-Raybould and the SNC-Lavalin scandal. Of course, today, the Liberal-dominated Justice Committee voted this morning to end its probe of the controversy, despite the fact that Conservative and NDP uh, members uh, were calling for the panel to hear further testimony from uh, JWR because she was only allowed to speak up to a certain point up to her time um, when she uh, finished up as uh, Justice Minister and Attorney General. She wasn't allowed to speak uh, to her time after that and through Veterans Affairs, and uh, they wanted to hear more than that. Today, the Tories, as we've seen, stalling on a procedural issue that was delaying the budget speech. Federal Finance Minister Bill Morneau trying right now to read the details of his uh, federal budget and once again being drowned out by these chants. Take a listen. So there's clapping and then there's chanting, let her speak, let her speak. I can tell you the finance minister just sat down again. Um, It was going back and forth. Um, Conservative leader Andrew Scheer has just taken the floor. Let's, Let's hear this. Down the only public investigation into the Prime Minister's SNC-Lavalin corruption scandal. A scandal which touches upon the Finance Minister himself. Yeah. The Finance Minister is today presenting a budget after he has been implicated in an unprecedented assault on the independent rule of law. And Conservatives will not sit idly by while Liberals destroy the integrity of our justice system. All right, so that was Andrew Scheer, the Conservative leader, when we were talking about those chants of let her speak, let her speak. This is what it sounded like just a short time ago. So uh, what followed that, which was about five, seven minutes ago, um, it was back and forth, and they're going back and forth and on point of orders uh, right now. And um, one of the Conservative members got up and said, you know what, uh, the Finance Minister has already given a, sh- a speech. It wasn't there, it wasn't in... Um, the House, but he was speaking earlier. He was able to deliver uh, the details of his budget and proceeded to say if the Speaker was going to give him a second chance, then why wouldn't we give Jody Wilson-Raybould a second chance to speak? And again, this is what's going on today. It's it's really rather um, quite a dramatic quite a dramatic day uh, in Ottawa. Listening to this and and seeing what's what's happening. So uh, on the federal uh, budget today, did want to tell you uh, this. Um, Oh, the Conservatives all just walked out? Oh, yeah, it's crazy. Sorry. Okay, so Andrew I, Scheer, looked, I looked away for half a second, yeah. and all the Conservatives uh, they're, just they're walked out. They're gone off their benches now. Andrew Shear said, I saw in the caption, Andrew Shear said something along the line of, as a point of integrity in our justice system, and then they all stood up and filed out. Wow. Yeah. Wow, what a day. Yeah. 
Yeah. Uh, it, it started with the speech, and you played the clip of the noise, right? Yeah. And then somebody rose on a point of order and said, uh, I, I can't hear very well. So he made them all be quiet. So then they stood on a point of order and said, you know what? The integrity of the justice system has been has been impeached. So now the, the federal finance minister, Morneau, is still trying to summarize. He said what I've been presenting over the course of the last number of minutes. <laughs> so now that the opposition has left, he might be able to do he it. He might be able to get through it, yeah. All righty. So again, anyway. we are going, thanks, Eileen. We're going to uh, keep you updated on this today. As we told you earlier, and Eileen will have a little bit more coming up. No big surprises in the federal budget. Some of the key proposals are measures to help more workers upgrade their skills mid-career, make home buying more affordable for first-time buyers, allowing you to take up to $35,000 out of your RSPs. That's up from uh, 25000 That's if you have that much money in your RSPs and uh, setting Canada on course for a national drug prescription program. Uh, the finance minister saying his deficit spending approach has worked for the Canadian economy uh, despite calls from the Conservatives to tame spending. The opposition would like to see us make cuts very rapidly. Their idea is balance the budget at any costs. Well, if we had taken that approach in 2015, we would not be where we are today with a better outcome for middle-class Canadians. We'd be in a more difficult spot all right, so the federal finance minister making his presentation now to the uh, wild cheers, it looks like, of uh, the liberal members. Uh, some of your texts coming in, this is such an act. This whole thing is predictable. That's why the liberals released the budget earlier ahead of things, which is unusual, but it now makes sense. Of course it does, Sebastian. Uh, more coverage coming up this afternoon. Um, we'll take a break here. Catch a breather and uh, be back with more as we watch everything unfold in Ottawa today in Alberta as the writ has dropped, as Albertans announced today that we're going to the polls April 16th. The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye and Andrew Gross. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad.